Fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time Prayer Psalm 147 Praise the Lord, how good it is to sing praises to our God, for He is gracious, and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. He casts the wicked to the ground. Reading the Word First reading, Job chapter 7 Do not human beings have a hard service on earth and are not their days like the days of a laborer, like a slave who longs for the shadow and like laborers who look for their wages. So I am allotted months of emptiness and the nights of misery are apportioned to me. When I lie down, I say, When shall I rise? But the night is long, and I am full of tossing until dawn. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, and come to their end without hope. Remember, that my life is a breath. My eye will never again see good. Second reading, First Corinthians chapter 9. If I proclaim the gospel, this gives me no ground for boasting, for an obligation is laid on me. And woe to me if I do not proclaim the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am entrusted with a commission. What then is my reward? Just this, that in my proclamation I may make the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my rights in the gospel. For though I am free with respect to all, I have made myself a slave to all, so that I might win more of them. To the weak I became weak, so that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that I might by all means save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, so that I may share in its blessings. Gospel Mark chapter 1 As soon as they had left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to save him. 
That evening, at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door, and he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demon to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you, he answered. Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went out throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogue and casting out demons. Hearing the word, enduring our sufferings. Today's readings focus on the theme of suffering. Sufferings that people endure can be physical, social, mental, emotional, or spiritual. Since suffering is inevitable in human life, today's readings invite the Christian believers to accept it and surrender it to the Lord with confidence and trust. The book of Job confronts the mystery of suffering by an innocent man on earth, namely Job. He is unaware that he is part of a test designed in the heavenly court between Satan and God. He impatiently bemoans his fate, realizing that his loss is immense. This incessant mourning leads him to deepening physical alienation, physical suffering, and social exclusion. He is unable to find meaning in his own suffering. To compound his misery, the theological explanations provided by his friends are shallow and do not make adequate sense to his misery. If anything, they push him into even deeper despair as he wrestles with the problem of suffering and seeks answers. Job begins to confront God in chapter 7. In his confrontation with God, in today's first reading, Job makes use of several interrelated images and metaphors of the concrete realities of life like work, payment, rest, time, etc., to depict his suffering. He complains about hard labor, sleepless nights, misery, and the brevity of his miserable life. Using imagery of hard 
enforced labor, slavery, and day labor. Job paints the negative portrait of human existence that has ceased to have any meaning to humans. Subsequently, he applies these images to his own life and describes his own existence as rewarded by nothing more than emptiness and misery. By the coin of time, unlike a slave who longs for the evening shadow, anticipating a well-deserved rest as relief, Job rather suffers from nights of misery, intensified with irritating sleeplessness and impatient restlessness. The reading ends with an exasperated sigh of hopelessness as Job, in utter bitterness, surrenders meekly to the futility of life. Focusing solely on the transitory nature of human existence, he gives up hope, stating with our powerlessness, my eye will never again see good. It is worth noting that Job is a believer, which makes his suffering even more intense. Initially, he trusted in the benevolence of God. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Job chapter 1 verse 21 But as his desperation grows, he feels that God has abandoned him and has become his enemy when he needs him the most. He feels pushed beyond the limits of endurance, the point of no return, and his words reveal his utter disorientation in life caused by suffering. Today's second reading, taken from the first letter to the Corinthians, underlines how Paul endures everything for the sake of the gospel. Formerly a persecutor of Christ's followers, he became persecuted for its sake. Following his encounter with the risen Lord, he became an apostle to the Gentiles, whose life is completely governed by Christ, and whose heart and mind are renewed and revitalized for the task of proclaiming God's good news of salvation. Thus for Paul, preaching the gospel became both a compulsion and a necessity. As a result, Paul anticipates possible misunderstanding, his mental suffering, at Corinth from the part of the believers to whom he has brought the good news of Christ. The first part of chapter 9 deals with how Paul relinquishes the right to support, though as an apostle he has rights to receive support as the other apostles do. In order to avoid any possible misunderstandings that would arise concerning his apostolic rise, Paul presents a self-portrait where he continues to exercise his freedom and his rights. Even though he is free, he is bound by Christ to preach his gospel because he has been commissioned by the risen Christ. He does not preach the gospel for some wage but free of charge, 
For this reason, he explicitly identifies himself with the weak so that no one shall be deprived from the reception of the gospel. To the weak I became weak so that I might win the weak. The purpose of such identification is to partake in the blessings that the good news brings into the life of the believers. In short, Paul is ready to endure everything for the sake of the gospel. The Gospel Reading narrates Jesus' response to human suffering. The text presents a normal day of Jesus' ministry, of proclaiming the reigns of God to the people in Galilee. Many sick people, suffering from varied diseases and infirmities, approached to him for healing. The healing ministry of Jesus illustrates the manifestation of the reign of God, where God liberates people from every bondage. For example, Jesus heals the mother-in-law of Samuel, who suffers from the fever, and subsequently she begins to wait on Jesus after healing. Furthermore, several sick people in suffering from diverse ailments, possessions, and infirmities experience God's healing. Power of Jesus In addition, Jesus commands the demons not to tell others who he is, for he might be misunderstood possibly as a miracle monger by the people. However, Jesus' acts of healing only affirms that he has complete authority and power over all types of sicknesses, infirmities, and cases of possessions. Finally, Mark highlights the prayer of Jesus as the source of his healing ministry intended to alleviate the sufferings of people. Unlike Job, who confronts the faithful, God with accusations, Jesus chooses to be in communion with his Father in prayer, from whom flows power of healing. The time spent in communion with his Father becomes a privileged moment before he ventures into his daily ministry of teaching, preaching, and healing. Today's readings help us reflect on the painful reality of suffering. In the first reading, Job reigns himself to pain, rather than resigning himself to the incomprehensible wisdom of God. He fails to notice that what he sees presently, God sees externally, for God's ways transcends one's comprehension. In the second reading, Paul's endurance of his suffering for the sake of the gospel is an invitation to the believers to accept the trials and tribulations in their daily lives. In the gospel, Jesus' acts of healing to reduce the suffering of people bring about realization that God is close to us in our suffering and we can entrust ourselves to God's love and compassion. As a whole, in the face of the inevitability of human suffering that reveals God's inscrutable ways and designs, the human response must always be one of unfailing faith, even when suffering is incomprehensible. 
Such patient endurance can only be born out of prayer and communion. The psalmist being aware of God's restoring help in enduring human sufferings makes a passionate plea comforting his suffering community. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. He casts the wicked to the ground. Listening to the Word of God The fifth Sunday in the ordinary time summons us to meditate on the theme of enduring suffering. Throughout history, people sought to live a troubled free life in peace. It is a natural and entirely justified desire. Yet, life shows that suffering is an inevitable part of the human condition. Likewise, Christians who aspire to be followers of Christ often forget that taking up the cross and facing hardships and challenges was an essential part of his mission. This applies to the life of every believer as well. In the African perspective, suffering and evil are often seen as the direct result of a broken relationship with God and with the community members. When one suffers, it is because he or she has sinned and bears the consequences of his or her sinners. Yet today's liturgy provides another perspective to human suffering. While no easier explanations are offered as to why suffering takes place, we are reminded that suffering can be encountered in meaningful way. In most African initiation ceremonies, the rites of passage into adulthood for boys and girls include the element of endurance. Trials and pain, which are often part of the ceremonies, aim to test a young person's determination and establish if he or she can receive a new status as a mature person. Similarly, the suffering of Job was a test to his confidence in God. The passage we read today shows his despair and giving in to pain. Yet, in the end, he persevered and never lost his faith or turned against God with curses and rejection. Contrary to the voices of his friends and even his wife, Job persevered in his tortured confidence, suffering patiently until God intervened and vindicated him. He passed the test of, com he passed the test of confidence and trust, teaching that even when undeserved and incomprehensible sufferings befall us, we must never despair.
or consider these as the final word in the drama of life. The first lesson of today is to face suffering with patience and resist the temptation to despair, rather to wait patiently for God's intervention. In the second reading, St. Paul teaches us that suffering can be used to good effect. He himself faced numerous and diverse trials in the course of his ministry, including rejection, calumny, flocking, and imprisonment. Yet, he endured it all for the sake of bringing the gospel to the world. Through his patient endurance and example, many were drawn to the faith in Jesus and became Christians. Like Paul, we too are encouraged to be courageous, witnesses to our faith, particularly in the face of opposition and criticisms that might come even from those closest to us. Yes, we can't be disappointed, distressed, angry, or being called all sorts of derogatory names. But in those trials, we must remember the words of Jesus. Blessed are those who endure persecution for the sake of justice, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 5 verse 10. Jesus in the gospel offers hope to those sick and possessed by demons, while healing those afflicted with such calamities might be beyond our power. The final lesson from today's reading is that we need to comfort it with prayer. The final lesson from today's reading is that we need to confront it with prayer. Jesus drew his strength to heal from the intimate contact with his Father through prayer. We too can draw strength to confront our pain and help others in such situations when we remain in close connection to God, who never leaves us alone in our distress. Endurance, courage, and prayer are the three attitudes that certainly help us to face life's trials as mature Christians and followers of the crucified Lord. Suffering and happiness are twins. Action. Self-examination. How do I react when suffering, sorrow, grief, and hardships fall on my dear ones or me? Do I easily despair or lose confidence in God when challenged by life's trials? Response to God In response to the word of God, in the course of this week, I will choose to respond to life's difficulties and challenges with prayer and trusting, confidence in God's providence. Response to your world I will identify someone particularly in need of encouragement and consolation and offer an encouraging word to him or her. As a group, we organize an activity aimed at educating ourselves on how to face suffering by studying the book of Job or asking someone to explain its messages to us. Lord, 
reach out to you for your strength and the gift of perseverance when faced with hardships and pain of my life. Lord, calm my anxious thoughts and speak to my mind. Strengthen me when I falter, feel weary, disappointed and distressed. May I feel strengthened to enjoy my own suffering and be a help and encouragement to others. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.